Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Metal Intent podcast. We're going to be running a few interviews with my YouTube friends, musician friends. We're going to be having a good time first. And second, we're going to be trying to go a little bit deep on what the intent is behind their decisions in music, business, and stuff that can help you start your own, keep your own, maintain your own music endeavors. So the first episode is very special because we have someone that's really dear to me, and that is my friend Tobias. How are you doing, my mate? Now then, people. <laughs> Couldn't start it without saying that. Right. You did it. Doing good, man? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? Cool. I'm doing very good. I'm nervous. <laughs> so am I, to be <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, right. A bit nervous about this. Again, an exciting new start, new pieces of content. I was trying to diversify and it's an exciting start, but it's like it's like our exciting start that we did together, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's a good way to start if you tell us like how we met on the URM group. Actually, remember that? Yeah, that was that was mad. I actually can't remember what we actually spoke about. I can, but, but if you want to try, was it like? Yeah. Did I post something on there and being like, "Yeah, I need some mixed crits or something"? I don't. I you can't remember. Kind of did, yeah. But um. Yeah, you know what? I've got the worst memory when it comes to shit like right. this, you know? Now, I do remember those little details. What you posted was your first Architects cover. It was Hereafter from the, from the album before this one. And oh, then yeah, you yeah. said, hey guys, I'm starting a YouTube channel. Uh, if you all care about drums, you can subscribe. And if you all want to mix my uh, crit, my drum mix, you can do it too. And I was like, oh, sick, I'm starting a drum channel too. Let's, a uh, drum channel. <laughs> I'm starting a music channel too. Let's link up. And you're like, all right, cool. And it was on from there, like 2018. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I do remember that now you say it. You know what? It's so weird that we actually, it was just like such a coincidence that we did meet like that. And then we were both like doing the same sort of thing, like in the same sort of area, like, architects sort of stuff and then we we collabed not too long after that's that, didn't right we? after that we did uh, modern misery out of that album yeah which yeah, yeah. the ogs will remember that video and yeah, it's crazy to think about like um this is the one thing subscriber metrics are good for is to remember how back uh, something was it's not really to measure how successful you are but how back something was i remember me having 200 and you having 100 when we did that video Jesus, man, that was a while ago. <laughs> it was a, a good, good while ago, man. I feel like, you know, for me, the actual subscriber count is um, it's quite a good metric for me to see. Like, I remember, say if it was like 100 subscribers, I remember the amount of knowledge that I had around the number, if you know what I mean. And okay. then when it's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was at 10,000, um, this is what I was getting wrong or this is what I didn't know. Good. And then as I've grown, it's like the subscriber count almost is like a signpost for like my knowledge or how I felt at the time. That's better than just saying a uh, hundred thousand good, less than that bad. You're actually using it as a metric for what you knew was best back then and what you know is best now. That's cool. Yeah, hundred percent. Cause I think for me at the start, I'm not going to lie. I was, really focused in on numbers like views subscribers likes right. comments all of that kind of stuff and as it went on each sort of milestone a hit was it was it was sick but it was like you know what this is not everything and i felt like at the start it would be 
or when I hit like whatever number it is of views or subscribers, I'm going to feel differently or like, yeah, I've made it. And now it's sort of like, you know, it's sick to have the numbers, but it's like, it's how you're feeling when you're doing it or the progression that you feel like you're making or like the content that you're proud of making. Yeah. I just, I, I get that from you actually quite a bit. When I look at like your Instagram captions and stuff like that, I think you explain that kind of thing really well. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you appreciate it. It's on Instagram that I usually try to get, um, again, deeper, just what, like I want to get with this podcast about what that really means. Cause a lot of people will only see the number. Because it's the thing that uh, YouTube and all the social medias put in front of you. It's the number because it's very easy to gauge. I'm not even going to use the word judge, right? I'm going to use the word gauge where someone is by, the, by that number. And again, it's because um, it's it benefits the, the platform. Because it makes it very easy to categorize us and put us in order, if anything. Which might not be a bad thing, but... No, I don't think, I don't necessarily think it is a bad thing. Like, because again, the numbers do help you in terms of like, obviously say if you're being approached by a company or you're approaching a company or something like they see that number and they're interested. Like, I don't, as you just said, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think the important thing for people to remember who are going to start a channel or do have a channel is it's not everything. Right. I like that. It absolutely isn't like us. It's cool because in this podcast, we can be the person who is just a step ahead of the ones who are listening. It's much easier to learn from someone who is one step ahead of you than someone who's 10 steps ahead of you because they're going to yeah, be talking. Not agree more. They're going to be talking about things that you're not going to relate to. And they're going to be saying it in ways that they can't relate to a beginner. So this is actually really, really good content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm vibing that. And talking about numbers, it's it's very interesting that we start at the same time. But I am my number is thirty thousand on YouTube, and yours is a hundred thousand. And that yeah. is again, that is very cool. That in my opinion, and that I'd like to talk to you about it. You've managed to figure out YouTube stuff about the elusive algorithm stuff about uh, giving the subscribers what they want and mixing it in with what you want to play. And uh, it's cool because people can tra treat, and I'm preaching to myself, the YouTube algorithm as, and all the social media algorithms as something that's super elusive and that, oh, I'm lucky this went big or viral. I'm lucky Instagram decided to show this one instead of the other posts. But it's, it's actually pretty measurable. And I don't know if you relate to this, but we know when we're about to post a video, sometimes we know that YouTube's going to pick that one up, for example. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, well, I think it's 50-50. Like 50% 50 of the answer is not a very good answer in the fact that like, yes, there's luck in it. Right. But then the other 50% is like, obviously, I have seen one side of the YouTube, like my YouTube uh, growth or journey, whatever, where I've not gotten many views and I've not seen like some of the videos do too well. And then some other videos that have just blown up or like really done well. So I find that the analytics have helped me find patterns and stuff like that. So in terms of like the actual algorithm, um, I don't think it's like super elusive. I just think it's like, uh, in my experience anyway, is like, 
if you do something that people click on and watch, then it tends to get picked up more. That is literally it. Yeah. By it was literally by accident that like what happened was my growth was pretty slow. And then I actually intended to quit doing YouTube hmm. at one point about this time last year, March, 2020. And then I did Slipknot video, people equal shit. And then that just randomly got picked up by the YouTube algorithm. Right. And then, yeah. It is cool. Cause uh, yeah, that, that also talks to a great point of why you don't quit. Cause you might just be one video from from figuring something very special out about yourself and your audience and the channel. So that is a great lesson there. And, uh, and what you picked up from that is like, oh, okay, so here's something. So my reach, I thought was this amount, but it can actually be this amount. Like Google in this case actually sees that my subscribers reacted really well to this one piece. And to you, uh, from outside, it looks like Slipknot and Bring Me the Horizon. We've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I think Slipknot, Bring Me the Horizon, Linkin Park seem to do yeah. quite well. And it, it's to be fair, if you actually think about it in, like you take a step away and think about it from analytics terms, it's, it's not really that surprising in terms of the size of the band. So like what I have been trying at some points was I wanted to just do a little test of I'll go on Spotify, I'll look at the bands that I like the most and then go through those bands and see which ones are listened to the most mm -hmm. and then go through those band songs and see which songs are listened to the most and then pick my favourite one out of those and see how well that they do as right. sort of an experiment. That tends to like pretty much translate. So the amount of views or listens on Spotify translates over to the video views on my video. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's very simple. It's very logical. It's not really elusive at all. And that's cool. Yeah. Like I, at first I was like, how, I, how the fuck does this work, man? Right. And then I did, I, I think, you know what? It's a big part of my journey was taking a step back in terms of like when I'm doing music sort of stuff is I don't really tend to think of it with an analytic brain. I just think of it like, quite a lot of my stuff is gut instinct. I'll go and just play the drums and then just make a video. But then after a while I was like, I need to kind of have a strategy towards this and figure stuff out. Taking a step back and getting that perspective, it's like, well, it's quite obvious really um, for me, for me it was anyway. But then I, I also now I'm in that sort of mind frame where I understand that, but I also want to balance out what I think might be popular with also what I want to do because Obviously, I, w I used to think like when, when you content create online or you're doing YouTube or whatever, you don't have a boss, but in a way you actually do right. in sense of the YouTube algorithm and your subscribers or your audience. But then you want to please your boss in the figurative sense, but then also you want to please yourself. Otherwise, it's not really worth doing. So I feel like um, I can't remember whose podcast I heard it on, but it was like, the it's like a formula of like maybe two for you one for me or oh. two for me one for you mm -hmm. and that's something i'm trying out at the moment cool wow i like that very much and i bet that it can help a lot of people if they get it as a formula formula so literally two for me or one for you or the opposite way around i think that's pretty cool it's a good way to arrive at that balance
Yeah, hundred percent. And it's not like the ones that I'm doing for you. You don't are like something that I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm not sat there going like this is shit because I I genuinely can't make myself do something I don't want to do. Same. Like in that sense, but it's like something that I think. Okay, it wouldn't necessarily be my ultra first choice, but I'm still definitely happy doing it. Of course, yeah, because it makes sense. Again, it's about the intent. So if your intent is to have a big channel, is to grow your um, presence online, you balance that intent with the intent of playing the one song that you like the most. And you can balance both, because if the end result is just you being happy, you can be happy by playing the song you like the most, but you can also be very happy by playing a song you like less and getting good results out of it. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, Could right. not agree as more. long as, again, you're self-aware about your intent and what you really want out of this. Yeah, 100%. I think the self-awareness is like the very root to everything. And then from there, you can build on that. Absolutely. Because once you, once you know what your goal is or once you know like how you're feeling about something then you can you know either stop it or keep going with it or modify it or you know whatever you want to do cool yeah i agree very much that's awesome so about song choices so we've been talking about bring me the horizon and linkin park and slipknot you also play have played architects on the channel you've also played other stuff like Blink-182, you've done drum covers of trap music, if I remember correctly. Like, yep. at least when it comes to metal, I'm curious how metal comes into your life historically. How do you get to this genre of music? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I, I feel like Yeah, it always question. is. Just like, I saw, how do you get into it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, what happened was is when I was a child, I used to listen to a lot of music. I used to be obsessed with CDs and just looking at the CD cases and stuff like that. And my dad always had like a really good hi-fi. And one day I just stumbled upon, he had this like CD changer with 300 CDs in it. And there was everything in there, literally like everything you could think of. And there was two CDs in there that I just could not stop listening to one was a live nirvana album and the other was a live metallica album the one with the the symphony in it orchestra whatever oh, you want to call it oh that's epic and, and what's funny about that is also for about from when i was about four till about seven i didn't know metallica existed without an orchestra because of that album <laughs> that's so cool yeah <laughs> yeah but um yeah it was those two albums i literally was listening to those when i was about four and I was like, I didn't know what it was about them, but there was just something there that I was just hooked to. And I just could not stop listening to it. And then after that, it sort of uh, progressed into watching like Kerrang or MTV hmm. and just being obsessed with like, you know, your Slipknot and Linkin Park, Limp Bizkit. Because at that time when I was young, when I was about four or five, that was like, 1999 2000 so that was when new metal was like massive and that's why i'd like love new metal so much because it was like my childhood of shit. course and um yeah it was just i don't i don't know you know what it was it was watching those music channels and then i used to go into town with my mom on the weekend and then i would see limp biscuit slipknot in the store and mm. i would pick up those cds with the pocket money that i had take them home and i would just sit there and listen to them Damn. And that was it. 
that was metal and then obviously from there it gets heavier and heavier until you get into you know drop z territory of course and here we are yeah yeah that's cool that's a very interesting story mine is it's kind of similar it comes more actually comes over from my dad because my dad is a big indie guy like, listen to the most obscure obscure stuff and every time he'd be playing that i'd always be drawn drawn to the ones that had electric guitar and drums man there was just yeah. something about that combination and about that that rhythm and those were always the, the sonically the pieces that i was most drawn to and uh I don't know if you agree, because probably you probably heard a lot of variety in music when you were a child. But there was something about the energy of us too, guitar and drums. Something about it in terms of just sheer sonics, like the most saturated, sustained instrument that you can have, and the most percussive banging one, both at the same time. It's something interesting there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely like I just, this is the thing that I can never really explain to people that well, because it's sort of like a subconscious pull to it. When I'm listening, when I was listening to it as a kid, obviously, you know, four, five, six years old, this not really something you can, you're thinking about, but I, I don't know. It's when I was listening to it, it was like, this is you, this is what you're made to do. And that is literally the, the feeling that I've had ever since I listened all the way up to now. And that's the reason why, like I mentioned earlier, I was considering stopping the YouTube channel. Hmm. I was like, no, that's it. About a month, probably about a month I was considering it. But then that feeling just comes back. I, was, I think I was just listening to that people equal shit one day, um. randomly. And that feeling came back. It was like, no, 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 no. You can't quit now. This is what it is. This is what you were meant to do. <laughs> I cannot explain it for the life of me, but I, I love that feeling so much. Yeah, that's cool. That's really awesome. It really speaks to, again, why music is, a, at the end of the day, it's an art form. It's how we express very complicated emotions and situations like the one you just described. It's, it's hard to put into words. I can see both of us struggling to know what it is, but you can associate it to a piece of music. You can associate it to people equal shit in the way it makes you feel. Yeah, 100%. I feel like, you know, if I'm getting asked that question, you know, how do you explain that feeling? I would say, don't, don't listen to what I'm about to say. Come and watch me now. Right. Let me show you. And then I'll sit at the drum set and then play it. And then hopefully I'll be able to like translate that feeling with the performance or whatever and just be like, now do you understand? right if, do you know what i mean it's like i feel like that's that's my um that's what i'm good at when you watch my videos on youtube i don't really think i'm the most technical player or anything like but that you're a performer yeah i feel like when you watch a video there's the emotion in it and that's what i feel like my strength is when i'm playing drums and that's what i feel like my drum playing is always centered around that's what i always want it to center around yeah that's cool and that's great and as a subscriber from day one i agree i really think your strength is in like i want to watch you play which is which is awesome <laughs> that's it, cool it's that's good to know right it's simple as that i want to watch you play it is cool I, if if some other dude is playing psychosocial I'm like i've seen this for the hundredth time but 
but this is Tobias. I want to watch him play. That's the same feeling I get with you, you know, and now I think about cool. it. It's because like, I don't actually really like watching guitarists on video. And I was thinking about it for the longest time. I was like, why don't I like it? And most of the guitar videos that I've watched in the past tend to be quite um, technical and focused on the fretboard and focused on the right hand. Like, look at me and my right hand. Right. That's all, that's sick. Obviously not knocking any of that. The technicality of the guitar playing is so sick, but it's that feeling that I get when I watch your videos. I mean, sometimes, man, there's been videos of yours that I've watched and I'd be like, I need to get the fuck up out of this chair and go and play right now because it's that feeling that I get. <laughs> it's the energy in the video. Good. I like that. So I think we, we very much relate. That's cool. Yeah. And I think actually coming off that point would be a good thing for people who do have channels or are going to start one. I think a good tip would be focus. If, if that's your feeling as well, if you have the same feeling, try and focus everything around that feeling. So um, video editing, like try and, you know, focusing on a certain bit at a certain time, like your lighting, your mixing, like the thumbnail, everything. Like that's what I think you do really well on your videos. It's like everything is centered around that one core value of the channel. It's like unexplainable, but I get that feeling when I see the whole package. Good, that's awesome. Yeah, and that yeah. is a great tip. Again, have intent behind it why you're doing it. Yeah. Really, really have some intent. Man, I'm good at the title shit. That was good. Because <laughs> in the end, it really revolves around that. You might not even be able to put it into words. We're struggling here, trying our best. But yeah. but we know what it is, which is the Yeah. The I thing. feel yeah, I feel like if if another person does feel the same way or even doesn't feel the same way but has another feeling that they can't quite describe then you go and show that feeling in all the things that we just said it's like you don't necessarily have to describe your intent with words you can just as i've said earlier you can just show them you can be like this is what my intent is and they'll pick up on that people pick up on it like we both know that of course people on youtube know what they're looking at that's why they subscribe that's why they view that's why they comment and that's why they come back. That's very good. Cool, man. Oh, yeah. All right. So another thing I'd like to talk about with you, and this, this is selfish. So it's like, imagine I'm literally consulting with you is I have been having, it's been when we're recording this for the ones listening, it's been about a year since the pandemic hit and the first lockdowns were put into place. And uh, you're not listening to this podcast to have the hundredth version of, oh, so what have you been doing this lockdown? <laughs> We're not, because... <laughs> Good. <laughs> and like, yeah, I've been doing the same shit. Or I've been doing nothing. Where um, the point is, all what matters is what we have been doing and you, the listener, have been doing. And personally, I felt, not only did I learn a lot about myself, but... The, the main struggle I ha have had was, I like to call it, again, it's putting into words something that you don't really know, but I like to call it discipline. So knowing what really, again, defining my intent, knowing what I should be doing to get to my future goal and being able to ignore what I actually think I want to do because my brain is going for the easier uh, thing to do. I have... This year for me 
has been learning a lot about that, among, of course, other things. And uh, why am I, I'm asking this to you? Because I see you, you come across as a very disciplined individual. We People will be seeing you waking up at 6 a.m. on Instagram. They'll be seeing you at the gym first thing in the morning, I believe. Sun's not out. You will be exercising. You will be very consistent with your YouTube, which um, it's something that a lot of people desire because they come to me and they say, how do you do all those videos? How do you not stop? How do you make yourself be this consistent? And again, it's always hard to put it into words, but... Yeah, something something about being goal-oriented, self-aware, disciplined. What are your thoughts on this? We can start about waking up early. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, right. good. This is a good topic for me. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm quite good to actually discuss this topic because I have gone from being an extremely undisciplined person mm -hmm. to being quite a disciplined person, I would say, nowadays especially in lockdown, it's been a focus of mine, you know, try and focus on myself, not get bogged down by, you know, the negativity of the current situation. I feel like waking up early in the morning and my morning routine, like working out and stuff like that, it, it quietens my brain in the things that I don't want to think about. And it also lets my brain think about the things that I want to think about. It almost gets my brain going for the day. Whereas like sometimes if I woke up in the morning, whatever time I wanted and didn't really have a first thing to do in the day, I might get up and start thinking, you know, all, all random crap in my brain. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no focus. First thing in the morning, I know I'm getting up. This is what I've got to do. It puts me in like the, the peak performance zone of my brain. That's the way that I see it anyway, in terms of waking up. And then everything I do after that, it seems to be like the anchor of the day that almost sets me right. If I don't do it, something feels off and it is quite strange. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I see. Because me, myself, again, when I lack that intent, that feeling of something being off, you can feel it because you have a gauge of what is a disciplined start to the day. And when you don't have it, you know why you're off and you can explain it for me when i don't make any intent to have a, a disciplined and intentful start to my days you you're always going to feel off which is the weird thing because you can feel off and know that it's because you're being undisciplined because you have that prior gauge of having been disciplined a lot of people that haven't really tried, me, myself included, at a certain point, to be more intentful with their morning or day or actions at all, they're going to have this feeling that something is off all the time. And I went through that a few cycles on this this year with the coronavirus that literally forces you to be with yourself and, and only yourself, basically. And... Um, What's dangerous about it, in my opinion, that I'd like to talk about is that I felt, I also felt the way I put it into words again was burnt out. It's the words we, mm. we know to use to describe this. But I have uh, recently come to realize that it kind of isn't burnout. It's, it's my brain tricking me into thinking that it's burnout. Because again, by 
stimulating your brain in ways that are very easy. If you give your brain the dopamine with, oh, I don't know, video games or just binge watching movies, not blaming the people who do, but blaming the people that actually want to do music and are doing those things. If you give your brain the satisfaction with those things, why would your brain try to go look for satisfaction in making music? That's, oh, 100%. that's the 100%. way, that's what I found out yeah. about myself. Cause I was like, oh my God, I kind of don't want to make a cover this week. Am I burnt out? Like, is this gone? Is the thing, is the spark, we like to call it the spark or something like that. Is it gone? Yeah. This is pretty fucking sad. Is this really <clears throat> what's going on? But it wasn't what's going on. It was just that I wasn't giving my brain room to want it. I was drowning my brain with the easier way to get uh, satisfaction. I found that yeah. about myself recently, for example. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's been a huge thing for me as well. It's like I feel there's the short-term satisfaction and then there's the long-term satisfaction. And there's nothing wrong with the short-term, I don't think. But I think you have to choose the short-term at the right time. So if I, I did used to wake up and I'd go straight on my phone. I'd be looking through For Instagram. I, I'd be doing, you know, YouTube, Instagram, whatever you want to the go cycle. on TikTok, you yeah. know. Yeah, the cycle. You know what I'm talking about. And it's like, I almost feel when I do that, like my brain is pummeled with, and I've not got any space to think. And that's why I like working out because when I'm in the gym, I don't real. I don't go on my phone or anything. I just got some tunes on. And then whilst I'm working out, I'm listening to the song, but I'm also... I've got that space in my brain to think about, okay, so first of all, what, what is my intent? Like, and that is the core thing is like, oh yeah, this is what I want to achieve by playing the drums today. I want to get that feeling at the end of the right. day. And then whilst I'm working out, I'm, I'm not quite visualizing it, but it's on my mind. And rather than having that short term, you know, the, the short term dopamine in the morning of your Instagram or your yeah. YouTube or whatever, it's like a almost there isn't a satisfaction immediately when I'm working out, but for a couple of hours after it, I'm on a hype. And then after I've done a couple more things after the gym, I'm on my drums. And then, then there's that long-term hype as well. And then if you do enough things like that in sequence, you're on a hype all the time. And at first for me, it does take discipline, but then after I see the results, there's no choice involved. It's like, no, no, this, this is a part of me now. This, this discipline thing is just what I do. And then the reason why I continue to do it is not because I'm like, oh, I want to be disciplined or whatever. I want those good feelings and know that I'm progressing, like doing something consistently, staying disciplined allows me to progress. And like, obviously, yeah, of 100% there are days where I don't want to do certain things. Like some days I just wake up, I'm like, you know what, I can't be asked going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Or do you know what, this week I can't be asked doing a cover like you said. And I'm like, am I burnt out? And sometimes, you know what, sometimes I do overwork myself, but I don't think I burn myself out. I think when you work too much is the other end of it, is you need to step back and then take the time to have the self-awareness to be aware of your intent. So again, it's coming back to intent, but right. it's like, 
that's what gets me going on the days where I can't really be bothered. It's like, oh no, I do want to do this drum channel because of a hundred reasons. One of those included, which is like the, the initial feeling that I got, or another one is like, people watch my videos and enjoy them. Or another one is like, how much have I progressed? It's like looking back, having the self-awareness of the intent, that's what it all comes back to for me, which is convenient seeing as we're on this podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. Good, man. That is very good. And um, I like that you touch on some days, because this is the relatable part for everyone, is that some days you wake up, even you, that we're looking up to at this, in this episode, and you say, I can't be asked going to the gym. It just happens. That is just a real thing. And there, there is where discipline happens. It's where, where you, you do it or you don't do it. Yeah. It's, it's a very, it's always a very interesting moment. And um, it's hard because my, my instinct, selfish, is to ask you, how do you do it? How do you, when you're in there, how do you make it tip the way of going to work out? And how do you make, instead of making it not go the way you want and then you don't work out. But deep down, I know that's the definition of discipline is you just do it. You just yeah. know. So it's a very, I, I'm still gonna ask you to see what you say, but if, deep down, I know like you just, you just fucking do it, right? I, f I feel like when I've listened to a million things on this exact topic right. and read a million things on this exact topic. And when the people ask the question, I'm sat there, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm waiting for the magic answer. Yeah. And then the other person's like, yeah, you just do it. And <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. I was waiting for the magic <laughs> thing. I was like, shit. But I feel I want to add something to this is like that people talk about discipline and motivation as if the, the, the same thing. And it took me a while to figure out that they're not. I feel like motivation is you wake up in the morning motivated. Those are the days where you're like, shit, yeah, let's come on, let's do it. And discipline is that you wake up in the morning and you go and do it whether you want to or not. Now, something, obviously the answer to the question is you just go and do it. But I feel like some practical advice that I can actually offer is, is when you don't want to do it, or even when you want to do it to strengthen it, is you think about the intent. Right. There we go. You think about the intent of why you wanted to do it in the first place. Because say, for example, with me, say if I don't want to go to the gym, it's, it's freezing outside. I'm like semi outside in the gym I've got at the moment because the gyms are closed in mm -hmm. England. Like it's, you know, 5.30 in the morning. I'm dead tired. I just don't want to do it. And then I think, okay, well, why am I doing this then? If I really don't want to do it that badly, then if I've not got a good enough reason to do it, then I'm not going to do it. But then I think, oh no, I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. I want to have that, that buzz for a couple of hours after I've finished. And I want to feel like, you know, I want to feel that feeling after I'm done of like, you know what? I did something that I really didn't want to do, but I did it anyway. And I've got that like self pride after it. And I feel like that's quite a good thing to focus on when you really don't want to do it. And that does help with the discipline. But the short answer is go and fucking do it. And you just do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is weird. 
because you you listen to it and you're like, yeah, fuck you, come on again. But when you live it, you're like, that's actually the correct answer. <laughs> it, it unfortunately it is, and there was a time where, for me, that would have been the worst thing to have to listen to. Right? Is there is no great answer, but that is the answer. Yeah, there you go. So anyone listening <laughs> who's like, fuck these two kids. You're probably the one that has to go do it right now, which is the interesting thing. Hundred percent, yeah. Because I honestly, you do, do you know who Jocko Jocko Willink is? Yes, the one about um, extreme ownership. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He 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 basically has a lot of videos on this exact topic, mm-hmm. and all of the answers are always just essentially go and do it. And for the longest time, I watched his videos like, mate, come on, give us some better fucking answers than this. Right. And then you, and then one day I was like, you know what? I'm, I'll just, I'll give it a go. I'll just do it. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, he's right as well. <laughs> it did work. <laughs> it, no, it's true. It's 100% true. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, it, it comes down to the reason I'm here. Because at the end of the day, I was very much, since the week I've posted on Instagram that I'm going to start a podcast... And today, where I'm interviewing you, my first guest, I've been on about what's going to be the logo for the podcast on Spotify, what's going to be the the mission of the podcast, what's going to be the fucking title. And I mean, I'll, these have turned out well, but I'll be honest, it took me a, a bit of discipline and guts to just say, uh, yo, Tobias, Tuesday, how are you feeling about that? Inside, I was like, oh my God, I still actually have a lot to get ready. I still need to figure out what the title is, what the, uh, the mission for the interview is going to be, what's the graphics and the text and whatever, and how do I upload this to Spotify? But I still, what I did was create the deadline by talking to you. Yeah. Th- that's how I went about it. Because like, okay, so Tobias is going to be waiting on me. So this all is going to have to happen. So that's an yeah. interesting one on deadlines as well and discipline. Yeah, it's like you're almost forcing the accountability accountability on yourself. Yeah. And I feel like that's also a really crucial aspect in the discipline side of things, but also on the YouTube side of things, the accountability is because in my experience, if you if you're going to do a YouTube, you, you need to be consistent and be and to be consistent you need to be accountable to yourself because there's no one going to be telling you you know what to do there's no one there there's no boss coming in every day going oh yeah we've got this deadline blah 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 I just make it up in my own brain it's like no we need to post a video on Monday and Wednesday and Friday or whatever day is it's like you know that's the thing that separates I feel the unsuccessful people on youtube and the successful people on youtube is that they're accountable and they see through what they say they're going to do like exactly how you've just explained with the podcast literally could not have explained it better i literally just did it it's a thing right (laughs) yeah man And and i feel like that also ties in with um for me anyway is there's quite a lot of things where in the past i've not wanted to do something and then I've asked myself why, and it's sort of like, it's like wrapped in like a self-doubt. 
if you know what I mean. Like, well, what if it's not good enough? Or well, what if people like give me shit for it or people right. don't like it? And then after a while, I was just like, do you know what? It's not the end of the world if people don't no, actually like it. That's right. And it's you force yourself to do it. There's been plenty of times on videos where I've just been like, I'm not quite ready for this yet. And they've always been the most entertaining ones to do. Yes. It's, it's like a push. That's what gets you the progression, the push. Right. In in the whole arena of things, like whether it's a mix or whether it's a song I've not really practiced or had time to practice or something that I'm not too comfortable with. It's like, you know, fuck it, I'll just do it. I'll put it up and then I'll decide after. Yeah, even better than I'll decide after. I like to think I'm going to let the viewers decide after. Because at the end of the day, like, you have your own goals, so how much better you want your content to be. But why are you deciding for your viewers if at the end of the day, a, a, a con the content is for the viewers? That's something that really helps me, which is when I think, and I was thinking again, this about the podcast, like, I've never interviewed a person in my life. Like, yeah. why, why would somebody want to <laughs> listen to this? And then I'm like, flip it on its head, like... Yeah. Why would someone want to listen to this? Ooh, it, that's it, a good one. That's right. a good one. <laughs> so instead of making it negative, like, why would anyone? I'm not going to do it. Why would anyone? I'm going to do it. Figure out why they would want to listen. That's, that's a fucking... That's it's a actually powerful, right? There. right. <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah. It's shit, cool. you just blow my fucking mind right there. Damn, there you go. It's all about I'm, that. My... my, my um, my thought process is like, yes, I've had that. Why would, uh, why would anybody want to watch this? And then you come up with all the negative ideas. And then my response is always like, oh, fuck it. I'll just do it anyway. But there's not, I've never really actually asked my question and um, asked myself that question, you know, why would people want it? And that is actually an extremely good piece of advice that you've just given me. So yeah. Cool. No problem. Shit, man. It's actually really, really powerful. So instead of coming up with the, the reasons why people wouldn't, just come up with the reasons people would. And then you make the fucking thing. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Yeah. This is unlo an unlock for content creators all around. Yeah, man. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, look, we actually got the keys to the, to the castle. Hell you know. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's fun. Well, I mean... If you want to conclude the topic on discipline, that you never conclude. We're, we're always finding out new stuff about ourselves and, and we always come back to it. Even in this conversation, I think we come back to it, but someone that's home knows that they owe them to themselves to, to start. That was, that was a big thing for me as the start because the going from zero to one is the hardest thing. Us, we have something to maintain where we already have some patterns. Like it's cover videos. This is how we shoot them. This is how we edit them. This is how we publish them. This is how we redistribute them. The thing that, I don't know if you relate, that was hard, was going from zero to one again. So you, you're not doing anything and then you're doing something. What do you think can help someone wanna go from, from that zero to that one to, to make that start? For me, it always starts with either an image in my head 
or an, an emotion. So say if I was considering going from zero to one in any given thing, I would have a reason why. And it would either be a visual reason. So say, for example, if I was going to start running and I wanted to f do a marathon, yeah, I would have the visualization in my head of passing that end finish line or I would just sort of close my eyes and feel it in my body or whatever and feel how good that would feel when I was crossing the finish line. And whilst I'm either visualizing that picture or feeling that feeling, I would then be like, right, what is the first step today or tomorrow? Not even tomorrow, today that yes. I can do right now, start right now and then set it in motion. Like I've got the feeling or the intent and then set it in motion immediately. And then it's almost going back to that thing that you were talking about early. You make yourself do it. Then it's like, okay, 100%, know what I'm doing. Already started it. There's no point in not carrying it on now. That's what nice. I would do personally. Cool. I like that one very much. I relate to that in the sense of when I was going to the gym and I didn't want to go to the gym, I was like, all right, I'll just put my gym sneakers on. Fuck it. If I don't, if I don't go, I don't go but I'll just literally get out of bed and I'll put the gym sneakers on. And then I'd put them on. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, I see how this feels. All right, let me go to the kitchen, fill up my water bottle for the gym. And then I was filling up my water bottle for the gym. And I was like, okay, fucking, might as well grab the towel and drive there, right? And, exactly, and, and yeah. then I drove there and I was like, do I stay in the car? Fuck no, I'm here. And then I, I found myself at the gym. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. It's like, it's almost like you have an internal child and an internal parent and you're tricking your own child going, <laughs> oh no, we'll just, we'll just have a look at this, the, the sneakers. Right. Oh no, we'll, we'll just fill this bottle. Oh no, we'll just drive to the gym. And then when you get there, oh no, we'll just do like one mile on the treadmill. And then when you get on the treadmill, then it's like, Fuck yeah, we're going now. There's no point. Like, right. There we go. Cool. Yes. It's almost like you trick yourself in your brain. It is fucking weird. It is weird. And it's great advice that you gave. Like, what is the first small step? What is the first baby step? Yeah. Very good. For me, it, it actually, for more practical advice for a musician listener, it happens with my covers all the time, which is like, I've been covering ERA a lot. ERA are a very progressive band, so it's a very hard cover to, to make. And that's how I'm visualizing it. I'm visualizing all the work that I'm going to have to do to learn every single note and every single song and video that and edit that. Oh my God. And if you, again, flipping it on its head, why would I want to do that? And I'm on the negative side right now. And then how do I flip it? I'm like, okay, fuck it. Let's just start transcribing the drum. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, that is the exact same for me. Right. I'm like, oh no, I've got to learn it. And then I've got to go and video it. And then I might fuck up when I video it. And then yeah. I'm going to have to like strip the toms and then mix oh, it. And strip then the, do the toms, dude, no. <laughs> I was like, fuck no. And I'm like, the thing that I actually picture in my head is the finished product. And then I'm like, all oh, right, well, I may as well just, start learning the drums then and then it's like yeah it's the you tricked the child right you get rolling <laughs> yeah man that's cool so the listener 
And again, it's about intent because we, sub, I believe you and me subconsciously, we have an intent down there of, I'm not even going to say 10 year, I'm going to say a window, a future window of what we want something about us and our presence in the world to look like. And uh, having that subconsciously makes it easy to, easy, makes it easier to get these first steps going. But uh, some people might not have it. They might just know, oh, I just like playing the guitar and I would like to play more guitar in my life and do less of all the other things, which is how I felt. So uh, a matter of, in my opinion, visualizing what, again, your future looks like, the way that you want it to look like. Because I, I can give my starting story, which is which makes sense for this. I knew that to become, um, in any way, shape, or form, uh, a guitarist that plays heavy metal, which was the thing that I knew I liked. I like to play heavy metal songs on the guitar. How can, can I make this sustainable? How can I build a not really my life, but just a bigger part of my life around it. Because back then I had school, back then I had other obligations. I want to make this my obligation because I really enjoy doing it. And uh, to me, it was getting the long-term vision, which is, it's probably going to be a YouTube channel. Because I'm not really, at least in Portugal, I'm not going to play shows with anything. We have a very small scene and the, the audience is online. And I was like, okay, it's probably going to be a YouTube channel. And if I stop there, I'd be like, oh my God, starting a YouTube channel. So much stuff to learn, to record myself, to video myself, to edit that. It was, what songs am I going to write? Like, what the hell am I going to do? And I made it even easier, turn it into more of a baby step by going, okay, I'm going to cover someone else's song. That way I eliminate the writing part. And uh, it's mainly the writing part. So yeah, I eliminated that. And uh, that was, as you can tell, just making a big thing progressively smaller. Even if we're still at a big stage, which is cover a whole song, it went from very vague and big, like I want to play more guitar because I am bored of school. I went step by step back to, I am going to cover a song and put that on YouTube. That is way more applicable already than just having in my mind this big image of, I want to play more guitar and I'm sad that I don't know how I'm going to make my life revolve around that. So for anyone that has this big, vague vision, if they try to trace it back into a baby step to start, that's what Tobias said. That's what I agree. And uh, yeah. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> make it more specific. Yeah. That's a good piece of advice. Because if it's like, I want to play more guitar, then if you play one more minute than you normally do, then you've done it. So I feel like if you're more specific, I want to, you know, make a YouTube cover, like you said, then you've got that set thing there. And that's the goal that you're striving towards. Then once you start, I feel like after that, the, the momentum kind of takes you from there. Yeah. Cool. Nice. I guess that's a good uh, way to finish on that topic. I am very interested uh, with my guests. Again, selfish because of me. I don't know about you. You probably not. But when people ask me, oh, so what do you do outside of music? I'm like, 
because <laughs> yeah. I kind of don't really do a lot outside of music besides having a few friends. But I know, and we were talking about this before we started. For example, you're learning Japanese. I, 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 I find that very interesting. Do you want to talk about that? Hmm. Well, I feel like... I feel like I need to constantly have a few things that I'm always working towards or working on. Mm -hmm. So I feel like obviously my YouTube channel and my music stuff is one, but then I have working out and gym stuff and then I have Japanese and then that's about, that's like the main three. I think I feel like three is like a good number. And the right. reason why I have that is because I know that at least sometimes one of them, I'm not going to be feeling them on one certain day. So if I'm not really feeling drumming today, say for example, it's Tuesday, I know that I can go in the gym after I'm done and maybe lift something heavier than I did last week and be like, oh shit, yeah, like the drumming might not have gone that well but that doesn't mean like the day's wasted or anything. You know what I mean? I've got this other focus that I can focus on. And then say with that, maybe I'm out at the gym. I can't, like I'm injured. I can't do any workouts. And then I'm injured and I can't play any drums. Well, I've got my backup. I've got my Japanese that I can learn, like focusing on that. And it's, they're all kind of like a different aspect. So the Japanese thing's more of like a mental challenge for me. And then mm -hmm. the gym is like a physical challenge. And then, the drumming is like a bit of both, but then it's more of like an emotional release. Yeah. So I feel like I do all three as sort of like a balance in my life. And that's what I felt like was missing for quite a while. And then I feel like now those, those three kind of things. And then obviously I've got friends and I like to watch movies right. and stuff like that. But like those three main things are like the pillars in my life that keep me quite balanced Mm -hmm. I and like that, that is my answer to that that's cool that's I think that's a very great answer would you say and I'm curious historically that it started with being just one and being very obsessed about just one of them and then you, yes which one was it the gym drums which one drums always right. drums okay always wanted to play drums literally before I can remember I even have a memory I wanted mm -hmm. to play drums yeah and what the, the, the reason why I see it this way of having three things as more of a balance is like, although drums will always be like, obviously my first love and my priority is what happens when I'm not quite feeling it or what happens when I just feel like taking a break for a little bit or what happens if something's not going too well? Well, then I've got all of this pressure on playing drums that kind of ruins it in the long term is like you know next time i'm at the drum kit i'm like oh well last time i wasn't really quite feeling it and all of my whole being and my whole emotional state lies in this one area and i feel like that wasn't a very healthy thing for me okay so i just decided to change it and now you know when i get on the drums it's just like this is my main focus that gives me the biggest amount of happiness but if it isn't there then 
I won't struggle like I used to. Mm-hmm. That's and cool. it and and I feel like the more pressure I take off actually playing the drums, the better I play drums. And it's so weird, but it just is how it is. I don't right. know if that's the same for you. Is that the same for you? Or? Yeah, of course. When you're enjoying yourself, you're enjoying yourself. You actually might make more technical mistakes, but overall, you will have more groove and you will play better just because of the fact that you're emotionally into it. If you're more focused and negatively nervous about hitting the correct note or having the right timing, you will do worse. And here's the thing, not only in results, I believe, you will see yourself off on the grid more if you're nervous, but again, psychologically, because if you're having fun and you see yourself be a little bit late on the grid, but your mindset is positive, you're going to be like, oh, I'm just groovy late. This is good. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what it is when you see it a little yeah, bit well. off the grid and you're like, oh, that's not being bad. That's being groovy. And then Hell you, because yeah. here's the thing, you can justify it. And But if you're nervous and you played exactly the same lateness, but your mindset is negative, you're going to be like, I'm late and this is bad. And now I have to do it again. Oh, 100%. I mean, you can even, anyone who's listening to this, go and look at my YouTube channel. I guarantee any video you click on, you'll see some sort of mistake in there. And I'm aware of it, but I fucking, when I'm playing it, I'm like, you know what, man? This is the take that I'm using because I feel like I'm having fun and I feel like the energy's in there. And when I played it, that's exactly what I was going for. As I say, I don't really count myself as like a really super technical kind of player. Yeah. But if I did go for that kind of vibe, I would start doing what you just said. I would start like tensing up and my shoulders would go up and then I can't play. I just cannot play when I do that. It's everything goes tight and my playing becomes shit. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm always off the grid. I'm always groovy gridding, man. There <laughs> so you go. Yeah, I like that. Cool. It, it's all about how you interpret it. Because yeah, results are results. And if you're so early that it sounds bad, that's bad. Again, it comes down to intent and self-awareness. Like You know it. But it, it also self-awareness also comes down to being a little bit late and being able to either justify it in your mind as being groovy late and not bad late. Uh, and uh, again, our intent is just to enjoy doing this. And if redoing it is going to make you not enjoy it, you're not, that's not good. <laughs> no, it is yeah. not. It just is not because we, it's good that we have our standards for the quality of the content. And it's also good that we have our standards for our own um, well-being because if yeah, absolutely. You, you need to have both at the same time. It's not the kind of people that say, oh, this is per perfect or nothing. Perfect or I'm not going to publish it. Well, you're not going to publish it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that That is something I have struggled with in Interesting. the past. Like that exact thing. And it was just, yeah, it's just sort of like, just learn to let go of it really. Because nothing, even if it is perfect to you right now, in three months, you know you're going to look back and be like, oh mate, that was absolute horseshit. Right. That. Because your standards are always get raised. So nothing is ever perfect. So there's no point in ever trying to be completely perfect, in my opinion anyway. But it's yeah. just like, you know, 
I am where I am, but I can also improve. And that's the fun of the whole thing for me. Right. Cool. Yeah. It's the, here we go with the other one that it's about the journey and not the fucking destination, dude. <laughs> oh mate that was another one that's where I used another to listen one. to it and be like oh no no he not said this bullshit it. again Fuck. it's like I was like no you know once I hit like at the time once I hit 10,000 subscribers no no I'm gonna feel different I then. remember that <laughs> it's 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 not the fucking journey man it's it's the 10k and then when I hit it and then when I hit it I was like oh yeah it is the journey as well Fuck. actually I'm, you know what I'm really glad that I found that out quite quite a long time ago because it has actually allowed me to enjoy the journey a hell of a lot more so i'm actually super glad for that yeah man that's that's such a funny one man though (laughs) i make fun of it and i i usually say and i say this all the time my friends know i say the sentence all the time it's the friends you made along the way dude it's just (laughs) the it's it's the friends you made along the way like fuck the Fuck the subscribers and fuck the... Even if it's not a YouTube channel, it's whatever. Like, their job. Like, screw the money. Screw your accomplishments. It's the friends you made along the way, man. Like, I, feel, I feel like that's what you remember the most. When you look back on things, you don't really tend to remember the things that you thought you might. And it's... I feel like it's the smallest things that you actually appreciate more than the bigger things yeah from my experience anyway it that is, is definitely been like the case. you might have had the bigger thing as the goal but as you as you get to it it's the the things along it's the fucking friends along the way <laughs> that you remember <laughs> yeah man yeah yeah 100 that is cool that is super 100 and i feel i feel like that is the best the quicker you adopt that mindset the happier you're gonna be because i think so you're in the other way of doing things, you're always putting off being happy. So I'm going to be happy when X, Y, Z. But the other way you can be like, no, no, I'm striving for whatever the goal is, but I'm going to choose to enjoy the day, enjoy the week, enjoy the month, whatever. And it's like, I can achieve something sick, but I can have a fucking good time as well right now. Like that is the best fucking thing you could possibly do exactly i like that it's uh it's gonna be about the balance so no one needs to think that when they say it's not the journey it it's not the destination it's the journey that's a sentence to put you thinking more towards the journey part of it but it's both because you're not going to go on a journey if you don't have a destination at the end yeah 100 100%, yeah man well i'll be honest i think this is a great place to end the our little conversation and i want to thank tobias for coming on and i want everyone to go follow tobias and all the channels like what are you trying to promote most is it always your youtube my dude uh yes youtube yes so it's everything everything slash tobinez and that's the fucking correct way to pronounce it. And as you say it, Tobinez, not turbines, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. So yeah, this is a chance to finally end the podcast. Your name is Tobias. And how do you spell and say your last name, actually? My full name is Tobias Nesaraja. Nesaraja. So that's an absolute tongue twister. Right. So I was like, I, but everybody calls me Toby anyway. Right. So it was like, Toby Ness. Mm-hmm. There we go. Tobias Nasaraja. So it's not yeah. Tobias. 
<laughs> no, it is not. Please do not call me that. <laughs> right. Okay. Thanks, guys, for listening to the first episode of Metal Intent, and I'll catch you in the next one.